Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Texas Ticket Show. It's Armando. I'm with Gina Magali Rodriguez. That's right. Hi. It's good to see you, Gina. I haven't seen you in a while. It feels like forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Good to see you. It's good to see you. You look sharp. Thanks. I think the last time I wore it was during the Montgomery County Fair and Rodeo. Oh, nice. Okay. I do a little rodeo in my spare time. Well, Mm -hmm. how have you been? Mm -hmm. I've been good. I've been good. good. You know, school's got me scatterbrained, and I think everybody's going <laughs> off on that. But there's no award for making it. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no, you know, congratulations. You made it. You made it through the summer. <laughs> of course. You yes, made it through yes. school registration. <laughs> I mean, the teacher's yeah, yeah. going on right now. Yeah. So yeah. Lots yeah. of fun. Yeah, and, and new superintendent out of MISD. You know, we'll mm-hmm. probably see him on a lot of the shows here at Lone yeah, Star Radio that's coming cool. up. Yeah, I'm uh, I think uh, Dr. Heathcott has stepped out, and uh, there's a a, a pro ISD a pro temer. Okay. Uh, I, I don't even know. Pro temer. Yeah, pro temer. <laughs> we don't even know how to word that. But um, we we we're excited about the you know the fin- grand finale of the summer, the coup de gras. Oh, the, yes. Yeah, yes. the. The um, it, it's 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 a lot of finishes to the summer, but it kicks off a new season, um, and that they call the festival season. Of course, it's fall the fest f- season. Oh we are gosh. on festival season, the yes, official yes. festival season, which is great because a lot of these things are some of our our I don't know, just find our wheelhouse. I mean, it's <laughs> so nice to see all the the from Christmas to uh, Thanksgiving and just these built-in national holidays, but a uh, global holidays. Then there's right. local. And then there's the hyper local holidays, exactly. Right, yeah. stuff we do, you know, like the lighting of the tree. Yes, right. Yes. <coughs> you know that's not celebrated it. nationally. <laughs> People in Europe don't celebrate no, that we light we the here. tree here yeah, in yeah, Conroe. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I thought they did when mm-hmm. I was growing up. You know, no. but I found out it's not true at all. Uh, it's just local. But uh, we've got you know the uh, the Catfish Festival. We've got yes. the Renaissance Festival. Fun. Oh my God! That's yes. on October seventh. Yes. Uh, and 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 I'll, I'll go ahead and just put that out there. October, <laughs> Texas Renaissance list. Festival starts October seventh, twenty twenty three. And and man, I I've seen some crazy stuff. We're gonna get into it in just a minute about ticket pricing going way down over there. Really? Yeah. Like discounted way uh, down. Well, uh, let's see. Things you need to know about the Renaissance. Five, tw- 5 to 12 are half price every Saturday, and 5 to 12 are free every Sunday. Oh, wow. So they're, they're half price, they're free to bring your kids. Okay. But the tickets on the first week, just to give you an example, October 7th tickets are $17 for adults on Saturday, $12 on Sunday. So we're talking about half price, they're free for your kids yeah, to go yeah. with you. you bring know, the kids. Bring the kids. You're talking about a whole family of five under yeah. $35, $40. That's actually really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, so I'm invest on a budget. Heck yeah! It's happening this year. And opening week, I, like I think, it. has some reduced pricing. So October seventh, that kicks off Renaissance Festival. Plenty of time before that, but um, but you know, November has a lot of other really cool events going on too. And one of them is the Knife Show. <gasps> What's the Knife Show? Well, it, it's all the guys from the History Channel that do the Forged by Fire show. Oh, and these okay. are blacksmiths, smithies, and people that make these weapons. 
and uh, yeah, there's a lot of depth to that. That show's coming in November. It always a lot of fun. Okay. Right, so that's coming up. And you know what? I, I, I have uh, a guy named Mike Thomas, one of the organizers organizers and founders of that event. Right, and, oh, that's I, cool. and I think, yeah, we're going to ask him. So he's going to okay. tell us all about what he does over there and uh, what it does and when it comes back to our community. And it's a reoccurring event. It's one of the reasons we thought that was a real good catch for the show. And some of the guys from the History Channel bringing in that Forged by Fire stuff that really kind of pairs into our Renaissance theme during that right. time, time period. Timing. Yeah, that's really like cool. All I can't that. wait to hear about yeah. it. Yeah, and awesome. um, then after that, uh, we, we have uh, a young man. He, he's a, a resident of Montgomery County, uh, Gary Nunn. Garrison okay. Garrison Nunn, and, and I'm going to let him kind of go over uh, a little bit about how he works. And uh, Garrison Nunn, about every, he lives in, he was born here in Montgomery County, in Montgomery. Montgomery. Not Montgomery County, Montgomery, <laughs> Texas. And uh, then he moved to Nashville to start his career, and it still nice. comes back. If you look at his calendar of events, it's three quarters Nashville, 25% Conroe, Montgomery, Texas. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty so cool, he'll yeah. come down every two or three months and come do the circuit down here, visit mm-hmm. with all his friends, his family, I guess. And fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah. Like so it. we see him we see him wrapping up a, a, a tour of the Conroe Montgomery area now. And mm-hmm. he I think he's at Worcester's the other night and uh you know, some of the local places here in town. He'll go over his calendar. I hate to rattle off the other places because he's like, I didn't play there. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. But he's going to play us some music. He's our musical guest today. Okay, good. And oh, I, gosh, I, I'm, I'm told he's the heartthrob of all the young ladies. Aww, I mean, he, I think we'll he, he looks like he's about 18, you know. I mean, uh, <laughs> like, oh, really? Like, I wouldn't know. Well, I you can't know? wait to meet him also. Yeah. Okay, so he'll good. be here shortly. But let's get this show started. Let's, uh, let's right. bring in our guest, uh, Mike Thomas, with the sixth annual Knife Show, the Texas Custom Knife Show uh, here in Conroe, Texas. Welcome, Welcome, Mike. Howdy, howdy. Hello. First of all, thank you. Well, two thanks. Thank you for letting me be here. And yeah. most of all, thank you for not asking me to be the musical talent for the show today. <laughs> you can do that. No, I can't. That's why we're all much happier that I'm not the one singing and playing. I try. Okay. <laughs> Probably. No, no. Thank you. This is, this is, uh, this is exciting to be here. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, definitely. man, I I remember growing up. There was a place in the woodlands called Geronimo Knife. Did you know these people? I did not. So did there's not. a store called Geronimo Knife on Rayford Sawdust in the woodlands, and he was. Uh, it seemed to me like he knew Geronimo. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was just the craziest styles of blades and things, and he really took a passion for it. And he, he was it was easy to see why he got into the business, you know, of yeah. selling retail knives. He wasn't forging anything. He was just simply procuring oddities. But cool. you bring on a, another dimension to the knife concept of the, the forge part, right? Uh, this is a whole new level of, of exploring the industry and exploring knife making because the, the whole industry and the bladesmithing and the knife making culture, if you will, it's an industry, it's a business, but there's a culture to it because if you're in it, you have that passion for it, just like your, your friend at the Geronimo store. And it all has really, there's been a huge resurgence in this in the last nine almost 10 years now forged in fire on the history channel Mm. is going into its 10th season and that has just brought yeah no people don't realize the show's been around almost 10 seasons now (laughs) Uh, that's great and that has just really pun intended that's brought a lot of you know it's fueled the fire of uh, of knife making again 
It's made it popular again. That's it's made really it fun again. Yeah. Yep. No, yep. Absolutely. And these knife shows um, have popped up all over the country. So ours is similar, but ours is uniquely different than any other show. And that's what we're always anxious to tell people about. All so. right. And you're bringing in a mix now. I, I, and, and excuse me, I really, I, I, I'm learning and I'm trying to understand. Uh, so there's a competition as well as our winners from previous competitions arrive and there's an, an inner competition amongst these knife forgers to challenge them even further and to bring things beyond this event to the table every event you're exactly right Armando. so the, the the show began 2018 this is the sixth year like you said um it began really with just uh, there were a few guys around houston and around south texas who had been invited to and competed on the History Channel show. They'd competed on Forge yeah. and Fight. It's a reality show. It's a hit show. They went to the studios in New York. They, they competed, right? Just like, you know, we see other reality shows. Everybody has their favorite. Right. You know, America's Got Talent. You know, they all have these. Yeah. Um, this one was a little bit modeled after Chopped, if you've seen, mm. you know, yes. the, the Food Channel show. It's modeled a little bit like that. Um, but all of a sudden, there were a group of guys from around here who had competed and they either knew each other or were getting to know each other and the thing was getting popular and now all of a sudden they're on Facebook and people are wanting to meet them and people are wanting to buy their products so they got smart and said we should kind of get together and do something and right I have I'm I've never been in the knife making industry I've never actually made I have to true confessions I've never actually made <laughs> my own knife um, but I've been planning events for better part of 20 almost 30 years so we cross paths, we kind of combine skills and interests, and next thing you know, we put on a knife show. But to your point, um, we wanted ours to be different. Yeah. And it has grown yeah. just like wildfire. It's become very, very popular both around our area but in the knife industry as well because it's different than any other show, and a lot of it's because of those contests and competitions. And the winners so, are coming back, you said, right? Every So the show, again, was meant to be uh, a tribute you know, and a gathering yeah. of the guys who've been on the show. Okay. Right. But again, if you go to these other shows around the country, you walk into the room or you walk into the hall where the show is at and there's a table and another table and 90 or 100 tables all laid out in a row. It's just an ocean of tables mm -hmm. with knives laid out. And these guys spend months wow. in their home forges making these beautiful knives, crafting these beautiful blades. But that's the show. You just walk from table to table and you look <laughs> and you at the look knives at it, yeah. and you get to meet the guys and they might tell you stories. You know, if they were on the yeah. TV show, they might yeah. tell you stories. Kind of like okay, a nice craft show. that's fun. <laughs> exactly. But when we started this, we're like, okay, we're going to be different. Mm. So we said, listen, if this is what you guys do, let's show people <laughs> what you do. Right. And you're used to having some fun and competing again. And trust me, even though these, these guys, these knife makers are friendly with each other. They're competitive. Oh, They're competitive as heck with each other. Um, in the right way. Good sportsmanship, but they, <laughs> the right yeah, you know, yeah. but they, so uh, they love the competition of it, um, the thrill of the competition. So we re literally recreate the contest that's on the show. We get four guys to compete. We give them a pile of metal, and they've got two hours with live forges, grinders, and everything to turn it into a functioning blade. Kind of like the mystery meat. And we, we literally test. Your mystery the, meat is the, is the metal. 
Exactly. Yes. Right. So yeah. here's your basket. Here's your basket. Oh, of yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine it's all steel. What are you? You're using a pure grade steel. What Sta- standard types of steel this year? I mean, and, and every year we kind of have to up our game, right? Because they, they we make the contest better, a little better, more interesting. Better, right. yeah. So if you if you know if if you know knives, you've seen pictures. The ones that have the pretty pattern in the yes. blade to them, they call that Damascus. Okay. Mm. So those are actually layers upon layers upon layers of steel stacked on top of each other wow. that get melted, pressed, heated, and ground down and shaped into a blade. So those are those are layers of steel. So it's a beautiful art. It's a lot of work. These guys are making yeah. their knives right now. I was with my partner here in Conroe. He runs Bravehawk Forge, Jacob. I was working with him getting ready for this contest in his forge a week ago Sunday that forge is a thousand degrees. I'm not exaggerating. It's, yeah. it's, it's a thousand degrees. And it's a little warm outside right now. If you haven't noticed a little bit, it's a little warm out there. So it's these guys are out there in their in forges just sweating their socks off. Sweaty off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, oh how, that's how dedicated these guys are to this craft. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and they, they, they bring like that finished wow. product. But we do the contest. So the first few years, right, yeah. we would get sponsors or – Someone else, maybe local, we even had like some, some local radio personalities um, do some judging, guys who may not have known a lot about knife mink, but we were having it fun and we were getting local people involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this show has grown so quickly and so much, we now have not one but two actual judges from the History Channel TV show, That's from beautiful. Forged yeah. and Fire, this is the only show. I, yeah. there, there's 40 or 50 of these shows around the country, guys. This is the only show in the United States that has two Forged and Fire judges coming to attend, and they wow. will be judging the blades that these guys make. Literally the same way they do it on the show. They're doing it here. Yeah, that's so cool. It is. Yeah. It's real. It's but the winners, you know? the winners are bringing their old blades in, right? The the winner, the winning blades from past. So this is the other cool thing yeah. that, that we're doing this year. We've added this. I told you every year we kind of do yeah, something yeah. different right? to to give reason to people to keep coming back and seeing something different. So here's something that a lot of people don't know about the TV show. So like all of these reality shows, you start out with a handful of contestants, right? In this case, four. Yes. And then one gets elim- eliminated. And then another one gets eliminated. Mm-hmm. So then you've got two semifinalists. Well, what they do on Forged and Fire is they send them home. And they have two days to work in their forge. And they say, now you have to make a specific, a very large weapon, a very large blade, a, a Roman gladiator sword or, you know, a Japanese type of I mean, they give them something very specific. Mm-hmm. And, and the two finalists have to make the exact same thing with the exact same kind of steel. Mm. Oh my then gosh. They, they fly those back to the studio. <laughs> and then that's when Doug Markaida and Jay Nielsen and Doug Baker, that's when the judges judge those. And so from those two, then you have one winner who walks away with a really big oh, wow. check. Yeah. But now here's what people don't know about the show. If you're the winner, you get the check. You forfeit the sword that you made, the winning weapon. Mm. I say sword. It's not always a sword. That's not true. The winning weapon, the winning blade, mm-hmm. the History Channel keeps that. So somewhere, somewhere, there's a warehouse. They have their own little museum full of all of these winning blades over nine, ten seasons. But if you were the semifinalist and you came in second place, you get to keep yours. Oh. You get to take it back home. So, for example, my partner, Jacob, with Bravehawk Forge, 
he was a semifinalist. He didn't win. He literally, we don't know why he didn't win. It was a very, 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 he'll, he'll tell you. It was extremely close and competitive, but he didn't win. So he got to keep his, I want to say it's like, and I think I'm even shorting it. I, I want to say 28 inches. I think it's even longer than that. It's a giant Japanese Nagasaki sword. It's beautiful, heavy, oh and it's beautiful. Um, but he got to keep So there's a handful of guys that come to our show that have their weapon because they were semifinalists. So I say all that to say we're going to have the first ever Forged in Fire Parade of Blades. Oh, my God. That's what this I think is going to be super cool. The Parade yeah. of Blades. These yeah, are these guys. It's like a museum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then on the second day of the show, Sunday afternoon, we're going to let them bring them all up on stage, do like a show and tell. <laughs> but tell the behind the yeah. scenes. Tell the story mm-hmm. behind what was great. Maybe why they didn't win, right? There's some teasing. There's some fun. There's some tears, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Uh, you know. I, I do like the part where where you, we incorporate fashion into. Th- I mean, not pa- passion into things. Right. Well, look you at know. me. There's not a lot of fashion going not on fashion, out here. Passion. <laughs> so the definitely the, the, the passion of what we, mm-hmm. in, in what your parade you're speaking of is mm-hmm. just entirely these guys passionate about winning. They've gone into another level, not for this. This was secondary. This was ancillary compared to the original yeah. motivation to put that blade together, which was passion. Right. And it was it was a true passion for a, a win. I wanted to, I went for the gold. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, whether it was spirited by monetary means or mm-hmm. personal or whatever. There's some serious passion when that blade's being forged. You know, and I mean, the guy's trying to win. He's not just making a blade you know what i mean and, right. and so that that parade of stuff makes for such a better show i i think that stuff is the stuff that you know can't be duplicated a bunch of tables you know we can duplicate that yeah, no, you know there could be 80 shows though. next year in, in tech in the united states yeah but as far as mm-hmm. that passion blade display that that what you're talking about is next level i mean i i, I like the whole museum term smithsonian whatever <laughs> you know but not, not privy to them only privy to us and only privy to this event i mean it, it, it might be better forged than days gone past you know we we have gotten better at a lot of things regarding forging right, and right. and i and advancements in the industry and how these guys get their heat how they can turn it on and off you know what i mean how they can bring the heat turn it down bring it again these things weren't possible back in and 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 you know the middle ages you know so it's 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 a nice dimension to to have some ways to parade and maybe a finer weapon that that might have ever been crafted you know i mean it's a strong it's possibility cool. it's like a really really neat, neat but the purity of the metal thing. definitely we're next mm-hmm. level now than ever was the, it's I mean, an art. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, the art. heat uh, control, we're at mm-hmm. next level. Well, I want to say better than ever was, but I can't be certain about well, that. Well, and these guys will do a lot of unique things as well. And remember, a lot of these guys that are coming to the show are Texans, right? I mean, so they're born and bred. Mm-hmm. So they, they have a love for the state, um, just like a lot of us do. They have the, a love for this craft, but they also yeah. are, are great citizens as well. So I say this, um, there are a lot of these guys, and, 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 and the folks from from the organization will be coming as well. We've got a the, the, the bladesmithing community in South Texas has a partnership um, with the um, USS Texas battleship that's being renovated. Oh yeah, yeah. So those steel parts and uh, you know all that's being pulled off of there. Mm-hmm. A lot of those those metal and steel pieces that are being pulled off of the of the ship recycled. are being recycled mm-hmm. and what's the word repurposed into into some cool. of these blades. Right. So so folks from the battleship are actually going to be in attendance at the show. You'll see blades that were used. Um, one of the guys, 
Uh, in fact, he won the contest last year, Don Halter. Um, at the at, at our show, show. he won. Okay. He won our he won our contest and you keep last the blade year. In that case, um, so let me answer that. Qu- okay. That's a great question, and the answer is even better. And I'll come okay. back to that okay. in just okay. a second, because that's an important part of what we want to talk about. <laughs> so thank you. Um, it was a great segue. You didn't even know it. I love wow. it. I love it. I love it. Um, but no, right after Hurricane Harvey, he actually uh, got some scrap wood and metal that all of that from this kind of that salvage from from Harvey and used that for some handles because the handles are made from wood. And so there were a lot of, you know, he, he used some of that um, souvenir product and then used that for auctions and things like that. Speaking of auctions, let me answer your question now. So one thing we've always done from the very beginning with this show is had a charitable part to it to where we can give back to our community. Um, the first couple of years, you know, we work with some great, great local organizations, but this is going on year three. Spike, if you're listening, you can call and correct me. I think this is the <laughs> third year that we have worked with the Operation Red Wings Foundation. Oh, that's cool. Now, people okay. used to know them as Lone Survivor. Mm-hmm. They are now Operation yes. Red Wings, okay. right? So wonderful mission, wonderful organization that helps our active and retired military um, with what they call the invisible enemy. We're talking about PTSD and those types of struggles. So beautiful people, wonderful organization, and they're a big part of our show as well. So so what we do now, so we have a huge live auction um, to benefit them. 100% of those proceeds go to them. So what we do is, so all four of the blades from the contest now get framed. We do a quick, photo, print, autograph, they get framed up into a shadow box. Mm. So it's a real nice presentation. And then we auction those off and that goes to Operation Red Wings. Red Wings. That's outstanding. Wow. And, and yep. any idea what they do at that point with the, or do they just sell the, and keep the proceeds? For, well, it, it goes to, 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 to the winning bidder right there on right, the spot. Right. So, they get the yeah. So, so okay. you, so and you may be the winning bidder this year, okay. right? Or you sure. may win one. Yeah, so, right. um, but not only do we do, do we have the bladesmith, yeah. autograph it but now because we had this will be the second year that doug markaida has come you know the most the, the, the popular judge from the show he gets an autograph in there i mean it's there's a lot going so on you so mentioned you're the only the only ones with two or the only one with two and it's yeah. doug markaida who is the other gentleman? jane nielsen so he's out of Jay pennsylvania okay. but he's kind of setting up shop here in north texas so he's cool. trying to become a texan okay <laughs> nothing wrong with that nothing he's wrong with that ways. He can you know me. he's getting here as fast he, as he, he can call, call me we'll give him the instructional um, but these guys <laughs> These guys go around the world to these shows. Jay is actually yeah. getting ready to get on a flight next week for the, the Sydney Australia Blade Show. So these guys are oh well versed, well traveled. They're that popular. Ooh, that's a knife. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> that's a knife. Well, man, I, I am looking forward to it. It's yeah. November fourth. Tell tell our audience where they can go to get their tickets, get get their VIP, get their get set up. You ready for the knife show? Enthusiasts can go if they it's can participate. Day, right? It's a two day. So event. last year we expanded it to two days. So um, so we have the contest that we already talked about on Saturday. Then a lot of people who know the show and know the industry know Blade Sports. Blade Sports is like a sporting event. It's like an obstacle course, but with blades, very safely done, right? Wow. But it's a timed okay. event. It's another contest. Um, and so Blade Sports is a national organization. They'll be here on Sunday. Their event is on Sunday. Well, that's a, and then they tick, 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 and then it's over, right? It's just like They quick. chop a rope, and then you move to the next station and chop a yeah, two-by-four, like, oh, and, oh, oh, and, then, and then the water bottle wow. stack. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of neat stuff. So, there, literally, there is nonsense. 
We expanded it to a two-day event last year. We're already out of space and time. We need to do like three days, four. There's so much going on. And you're at the Lone Star Convention Center, correct? Not in the convention center. We're at the pavilion Pavilion. over by the fairgrounds. Okay. Right, so we're so we're covered. It's weather sure. friendly. We got some pretty bad weather last year, so we moved it back to the pavilion. We're covered, um, but you know, so it's still outdoors but indoors kind of a thing. Right. Um, all of the tickets are for sale on our website, TexasCustomKnifeShow.com. TexasCustomKnifeShow.com. Yeah. Gotcha. And um, there's another little story I want to make sure I get in before we wrap yeah. up. I want to tell you about that. This is really interesting. Um, but I do want to mention this because I will forget this because we're having so much fun talking. Is it okay <laughs> if I, I got to put in a plug for our sponsors? Do because it, do the it. community yeah, absolutely. has always supported us, but never like this year. It's been amazing. That's the great. city of Conroe itself and the Convention <laughs> and Visitors Bureau um, helps us. They like bringing people into Conroe. That's what they do. Yeah. Sure. That's what we do. Yeah. So they really supported us. Um, but Wisniewski Dodge and Jeep out of Huntsville is actually supporting us this year. Southern Quality Construction. Um, Linex, you know, the, 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 the yeah. truck bed liners, Linex. Yeah. Yes. New sponsor this year right here in Conroe. Hispanic fellow? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yep. okay. Good I, vote. Yep. Yeah, I, I know that guy. Good, good yep, guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, best option, re- restoration. So a water restoration uh, company. Yes, Hopefully no good. hurricanes this year. But if we do, call best right, option. Right. Um, and everybody knows Gullo Ford and Mackenzie Barbecue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So look at that list. <laughs> look at that list. Just, just, That's a great variety. Oh, wonderful That's support awesome. in this good. community. But, um, That's awesome. So like I mentioned, these shows have popped up everywhere, right? And mm-hmm. so you have... The, the Blade West show in Portland. Well, in the industry of knives, which is a billion-dollar industry, that's known as the Portland show. You have the yeah. Tennessee Custom Knife Show, which is in Nashville. They just call it the Nashville show. <laughs> the biggest show of all, which is literally like the Super Bowl, right? It is called Blade Show. It's been around about 30 years now. Um, it's called Blade Show, but it's in Atlanta, so they call it the... Atlanta show. So when we started this thing six years ago, you're the Texas show. Well, we called it the tech. <laughs> we called it the Texas. You're on the right track. Yeah. We called it the Texas custom knife show, okay. right? I, I live in Montgomery County. Jacob's right here in Conroe. We mm-hmm. love Conroe. So it's always been, and always will be right here in Conroe, but around the country from the, the top to everybody in this industry now knows this show as the Conroe show. Oh. It's known as the Conroe Show. So without we just wanted we wanted to do that. a fun little show right here in our backyard and get these guys together. Mm-hmm. It now Need literally has yard. put Conroe on the map at a national level. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. Awesome. Wow. Well, hallelujah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Check so us awesome. out again and uh, at TexasCustomKnifeShow.com. Thanks, Mike. And this is Mike Thomas you for really, the sixth really annual well, November fourth yeah. and fifth. You can catch them. Right here at the Lone Star Fairgrounds. Will you be there? Oh, definitely. Will you? Yes. I want to go. Let's go check it out. Definitely. We'll go check it out. Good. Guys, we'll be back right after this. So won't you kick your feet up if you have a minute? Turn your radio. Every Friday, tune into Texas Ticket on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM with Armando Nino of Go Lake Conroe, focusing on Montgomery County area events and places. Get a feel of the Texas spirit at the event, paired with guest and vendor interviews, event coverage, and ticket giveaways, and so much more. Join us Fridays and punch your Texas ticket. 
For more information on the show, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Texas Ticket. Welcome back to the Texas Ticket. This is Armando. And Gina. Magali Rodriguez. Thank you. That's right. Gotta say it like that. Gina Magali Rodriguez. I just want to make Magali Rodriguez into Magali. No, it's just Gina Magali Rodriguez. (laughs) No. Yes. That's not going to work. <laughs> oh, my golly. All right. So what do we have today? Garrison I'm super excited. Nunn with us from Nashville, or should I say hails from Houston, lives in Nashville, or Conroe. The 50-50 okay. guy. Right? Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. I love that. I well, love welcome that. back home. You know, and, and, it's good to be back. And uh, I... I, I I think there's a lot of folks with a lot of interest in, in your career and, you know, the coming, going from Montgomery, uh, uh, April Sound, right? Right. Uh, yeah, hell's from my alma mater there. And, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, Nashville's the home for country music artists and music <laughs> artists, so many studios, so many mm-hmm. cool places to record. And I guess that's the attraction or was it family or was it pers- yeah. other, other stuff? So or? back in... 2020, literally right before COVID, I had the opportunity to go on a writer's like retreat trip sort of thing. So I went out to Nashville there, you know, pulled a few strings to get off of school early. um, And (laughs) I went and I loved it. And someone on the writer's trip was touring a school called Belmont that's over there. And I was, it's about time that I was looking at colleges to go go to. And I chose Belmont, and next thing you know, I'm in Nashville and you know <laughs> playing music and wow, yeah. But I, I only did my first two years at Belmont, so now I'm going to their pharmacy school for the next four. So I'm, you know, kind of trying to balance that music and sure. school at the same time. But yeah, That's Nashville, yeah. the best place to do that because you can get the best of everything. That's outstanding. Awesome. And, and you've had a, uh, yeah. I think, what was it? Uh, let me get my notes here. On July 17th, you had a new song get released. Yes, yes. Just around then, I had a new song called Whiskey to My Heart come out. It's the second single. Um, yeah, I did that out in Nashville with a lot of different people. I mean, usually, like on my first song, I did just one producer who did everything. And I just wanted to change things up for my second one. So yeah. I went with, you know, a different producer, got all the instruments from another studio like outsourced it and wrote it with two guys and it was just a different process and i like i like the fact that i was able to switch it up for that one a lot of collaboration for sure oh yeah, yeah. That's and that's good. what nashville is all about nowadays it's all collaboration mm. that's really cool do you that have family neat. still here in uh montgomery county oh everybody's here everybody's everybody, here. that's why i love okay. coming back i mean including my friends I, you know? I, I didn't know if you were doing this for us but i've seen you come back like every two or three months you come back and then you run a full circuit do you like book those in ahead of time no one hey, oh absolutely that's when i'm coming home yeah so. yeah so i i usually know i mean of course it has to do with holidays but yeah. then i also knew i wanted to spend some of my summer in nashville some of it here so i just kind of Divide. Yeah, yeah I planned yeah, it out. And it, it, it got to be pretty equal. So I just made sure I had shows in Nashville, made sure I had shows here. But it gets tough booking for yourself. Yeah, what a, about what about Christmas holidays? Do you see yourself? <laughs> do you, do you, what's, is there a routine for Christmas? Not necessarily. I don't even have Christmas shows planned, if that's what you're asking. Well, I'm, what I'm, what I'm, I'm curious about is like if it's August now and you come every two to three months, uh, August, September, October, we'll be back again. So when can we start booking you locally again for us to hear you again? Because I know Saturday night's probably your last one local, and then right. you're back to Nashville again, yeah, right? Yeah, Saturday night I play till like 11, and then i got to wake up at like 6 a.m. and drive to Nashville. See, that's what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. And, but, and so I assume the holidays come see some family. You know, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, so you can see see me thanksgiving around thanksgiving okay. time um that's a shorter break i'll probably get like a week but christmas i'll probably have the better half of, of the whole month 
nice. running into January. Okay. So, so the, there's some love and passion yeah. driving him back Definitely. home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the family's like here. That. You got to like go that. see the family. You're a family guy. I Good. Like that. If I didn't come back, I'd be I'd be lost soul. Like, well, I hope you're learning a lot out there and bringing it back to spice up our lives i mean we're just recipients on the mm-hmm. on the side when it comes to entertainment at places we go and right. things we do and uh, i wonder who that guy is and then you know we don't know that we're getting that flavor you know we yeah. you know but you can hear it eventually maybe we can hear a little something what you got yeah, absolutely i can play something throw a little something at us right, and, and, you know because you could put it in it's in the air you know i mean some people are interrupting your dinner and some people are making <laughs> your dinner stealing your show you know Hey, trust uh, me, with my, with my family, good. I'm very used to just having to whip out the guitar at any given moment. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> <All right>. great. <laughs> so this one is, uh, this was my first single. It's called okay. I Should Have Known. Released it back in April, and it's kind of about regretting the way that you treated somebody so much that you wish you never met. This is probably my favorite song I've written at <laughs> wow. this point. So yeah, it goes something like this. Find myself in a local bar Sinking bottles strumming my guitar Lost in the eyes of a girl I'll never know And you want what you can't And you have what you don't want I love you never meant more Two o'clock bars close night crawls Rinse and repeat again I'm a victim of the words he said back then Wish I'd done a thing or two different It's too late now to change a damn thing The love she gave it was warm And now I miss her in the morning And I'm drinking my way I should have known to leave her love behind. (laughs) And that's your first song. That was my first song. And you wrote that all the way through and everything. Yeah, I wrote it in my uh, in my bedroom here in Texas. It actually started as a completely different song, and things just Mm. fall into place. Songwriting is kind of like a puzzle. So it's like you have all these moving parts (laughs) and. At some point, they just all kind of clashed together. That's it. That was awesome that one. It was so it, weird yeah. because, like, the chorus of that was like the verse of another song, mm. and like slowed down and different. It was, it was. It's kind of cool to go through. Like, I think it's the it making of it. Yeah, yeah, the making of it. I think songwriting is fun to it's, me. Yeah, I, oh gosh, I, I, yeah. so, I can't see myself as a po- poem writer or poetry. I don't really see oh, that. That's sort expression. of 17th century, you know, it's cool. for men yeah. to do. Back then, mm-hmm. it was more common, you know, 18th century, 19th century, 18th, maybe a lot more poetry, a lot more ri- male writers today, to this effect. But in that, songs, it exists today. Uh, uh, yeah, not, you know, I think that's the same whatnot, artistic right. outlet that was expressed maybe a bit differently. Yes. And, yeah, some and, artists and are very point. poetic. That's like really cool. It yeah. seems like it, you know, and I, like, that's a Texan that's perspective. Today. That is today's world. <laughs> that's probably so some guy impressive. in Europe going, it's beautiful crazy voice. Talk. Beautiful voice. Appreciate Appreciate Love it. that. Yeah. So happy for you. Yeah, it's really interesting. And and you uh you played the Moonshine Deck on July 27th, uh, Texas Vintage Bar and Grill here in downtown Conroe. Yes, yeah, so those are both mm-hmm. two new ven- venues for me because usually yeah. I cycle through the same ones, you know, whenever I come back. But and Wister's. Wister's, yes. Yeah, that's, so that's a, a new regular. venue, too. Though. That's new, but, you know, I've been playing that for 
since it since it opened, and I love I love yeah, going that's back. right. You might have had a couple of terms after every two months or so, give yes. or take. I'm oh, yeah. trying to I try to, to I try to come back and go back to Whiskers. But yeah, Moonshine Deck, awesome place in that's Magnolia. Really interesting. Yeah, that it's one's fun. New. That's it's that's fun. like not only is that my first time playing there, but it's a new place. And yeah, I mm-hmm. recommend to really that go whole there. kid area right. thing, and then you and get we the went. yeah, we went, we we've been over there a few times. Yeah, it's cool. And Texas Vintage just down the roads is it's it's really cool. And that's it. Did you play upstairs or downstairs there? I play downstairs, but downstairs. I have they, my sound is everywhere. It's like they have a wave. Man, I wish I'd have known a little more about that one. It's close to home. We could have maybe popped totally, in there. I'm yeah, so late totally. getting to it, but it's nice to be able to share that with everyone. And Saturday, you'll be playing at Monty's Lighthouse, right? I will. Okay, and and that that's exciting. That's from eight to eleven p.m. You can catch him live at Monty's Lighthouse, um, and uh. You can see him at what was the website? GarrisonNunMusic.com. There you go. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah, I try to keep that updated. <laughs> <laughs> and your Instagram is at GarrisonNun, and Facebook is Garrison Space Nun Space Music. There you go. There yes. it is. Gotcha. Okay, so um, right. I uh, I guess, uh, so did you attend Montgomery ISD at all? I mean, did I you did. go to so school in that run? I grew up in the Montgomery ISD system. You know, oh, you I did? Went to okay. Montgomery High School. Like hey! did for, uh, just freshman year. Okay. And then they split it in half, and they said, I got to go to Lake Creek. So, oh. you know, I booked it over there. But it was it was mm-hmm. great. It was, uh, I loved, you know, being a part of a new high school. That was yeah. that was cool. Yeah. So you're a Bear and a Lion. I am. I'm a little bit of everything. It's funny because my uh, mascot at Belmont is a Bruin, <laughs> I was about to say, a bear, right? What's a Bruin? <laughs> what's a Belmont? <laughs> so it's a bear? It is, yeah. I, think I didn't know like, that. I didn't know Bruin was a bear. This is kind of weird, but I'm almost positive it's a pregnant bear. It looks like oh. a pregnant bear or Bruin. Someone can prove me wrong out there, but I'm almost positive. Like a Bruhana. A Bruhana. you got to give it add something to it to exactly. make it female pregnant. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, that's you know, how, I'll have to think on it, you know. Oh. No, 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 no. I, I shouldn't do this on the radio. <laughs> cut them off. <laughs> cut them off. But um, but okay. So uh, I I'm gonna uh, just while we have you here, uh, make sure I've done the rest of some of these events I want to mention that are coming to the yeah. area. So, rock and roll fan, absolutely. <laughs> Jazz. I've been to jazz. I need to get more into jazz, but I've been to mm-hmm. like jazz clubs in Nashville. There's some awesome ones. Fun. You enjoy it's it. Fun. It's, oh, not, it's, great. it's not irritating you in the background no. like opera or no, I'm opera? the guy. Or do you do any opera? I haven't been to an opera show. But whenever okay. I'm doing my vocal warm ups, it's pretty it's pretty cool. I've seen a lot of people oh, move wow. from opera to jazz and jazz to opera and opera to rock. Really? I can there, see the opera it, rock movie. There's some transitions there's whole, there's in here. There's a whole genre for opera rock. That's a thing. It is a thing. It, it, it's very surprising of a thing. And uh, to me, it's shocking. But I mean, imagine t- as introduced, it's, it's been yeah. introduced so many times. I'm like, it's less shocking. But yeah. still, it seems so odd in contrast. You know, it's like, <laughs> I guess you're still musically inclined. You're working your voice to whatever yeah. capacity. At least I'm in control. You know, I can do things because I can control my the inflection of my voice sure yeah that's well that kind of leads me into my my one of my favorite bands to play live i'm a country artist obviously but my one of my favorite songs to play live yeah. is, is by a band called greta van fleet yeah yeah like led zeppelin they sound yes, just like led totally. zeppelin they're fantastic and they're branching away from that even like their new, Are they? their new stuff is more like experimental you can't get as hippie as their lead singer though i mean he's out there that guy takes it oh, to wow. the level he gets yeah. wild doesn't he i saw I them mean, in houston like two weeks ago they were really, were they in houston really two weeks he gets wild i mean the guy's like i but he sings and is unexpected as his costume 
You oh, know what I mean? His voice like, is when you so... When you sing like that, you have to be out there. Right, right, right. I, right, I, right. I mean, his That's voice right. is enough to like, wow, what? what? Oh, my gosh. What? Wow. Is that coming out of that man? Yeah, you know what I mean? It's definitely... What is he wearing? <laughs> I mean, I, and correct me if I'm wrong. It's the first thing. The first time I heard him, Greta Van Fleet was this such a powerful, you know... Oh, it's that confident form of expression. It of, is, yeah. That in, inner art, and you just want to, you know? It's <laughs> great. Wanna, I'm sorry to cut yeah. you off. That's a, that, yeah, that touched that's me. What, cool. So what, what about Greta Van Fleet? I just I include their songs in my set list. Do you really? love it. Yeah. It's crazy, because like, I'll play, either whether it's with my band or just acoustic, <laughs> I'll throw it in there, and it's like one of their favorite songs I do. Which song? So I do Safari Song and yeah. Flower Power. Those are no my two way. big ones. There. Really? Yeah. And uh, it's funny because his voice is so high. It and is And whenever I high. sing it, it's, you know, low. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> but it, it, I think it gives it a cool contrast. It's, it's He's, He does a... Neat. I don't even think he doesn't do a Led Zeppelin cover. He writes his own songs that mm. his band does or whatever yeah. that sound exactly like a modern day Led Zeppelin. I think they, really? they're doing the yeah. right thing. Think they're breaking off of that a bit, mm-hmm. doing some yeah. new things. And yeah, they needed to do that. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you can only take it so far. You're gonna run. Black Dog can only carry you for you know halfway. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But damn, he nailed it. That was on point. I mean, yeah, for he sure. sounded like Robert Plant. I mean, yeah. like wow. And there's some Rush influence in there too, and all that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was it was pretty shocking. I'd love to hear one of those songs. Can you? Yeah, yeah, go, absolutely. Go for it. Play go one for of those it. guys, uh, and I know that one on the books. Or I went. Hey, I told good. you I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, the first Catch thing I do fire. is make a request. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do. Uh, this is a song called Flower Power. <laughs> is a lady comes from all around she's many places but she's homeward bound now she walks kind of funny i think she knows day by day by day our love grows she's a lantern in the night she's out of sight my mama 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 my ma 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 Hey, turn the night, firelight, star shines in her eyes Makes me feel like I'm alive, she's out of sight Oh yeah, she's alright, she's alright, she's She's out of sight, out of sight. That's nice. That's cool. Beautiful. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Love it. It's crazy to throw up a name from the past that I don't really like them. Um, uh, I was just shocked. I think the first time I heard him, but you know, after that, it was like that shock's kind of stuck in there until I just, you know, yeah, like you said, no, I think I needed course. to. They needed to, you know, take to the next page. Yeah. But um, 
tell us a little bit more about the career in Nashville and, and what happens on a day to day working with in there. I mean, everybody when I when I when I meet musicians that that have like just gone there to record and come back, it's all about that studio and that one moment, right? Right. That, yeah. And and that so and so recorded there. So and so recorded there. Mm -hmm. And that's like dropping on, the names, right? Yeah. Yes. You know, and and so it's always nice to hear about you know what about all the rest of the stuff. I mean, do you when you go, is it just like you got three hours go? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, How so does it work? Studio time. You can go one of two ways. You can do it where, you know, you pay based on how long you're in there or you just give a flat rate and, you know, you pay this much and that's like for how much you're paying. Yeah, for the song. And usually that's a little bit more expensive. It, it just depends. But I actually yeah, did one of each. So for my first song, I did it in studio time, which it feels like it can feel like you're on a timer, right? And yeah. there may not be as much creative expression. You're just trying to get as much done as you can, you know, while you've got the time. And, you know, that yeah. there's people can do it that way, and that's a fine way to do it. But especially for my first single, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, <laughs> it's my first time in the studio, right? Yeah. So um, it's it was definitely a little bit more stressful that way. But for my second single, it was the flat rate where we were really able to hammer through, like, every bit mm -hmm. of the song. And it's like if this part was too loud I could say you know fix it fix it and yeah. there were probably like 20 different versions of whiskey to my heart floating around while we were making it in the studio because <laughs> we went and did everything and then I came back to Texas so he's sending me versions and I'm like okay fix this and then he's in Nashville and sends me it and I even had to go to a studio in Texas and redo some vocals and send it to him really it was a whole process yeah but it was, it was fun wow. it made it it made it where you know anything could happen, right? It was it was pretty cool that way. And then, and your end result, do you get your your live sets to try to match the the final product? You know, or I try to, and I don't. Sadly, I don't get to play as many live band shows with my personal music because Nashville's all about covers right now, at least. I play on Broadway um, in Nashville at like bars like Tootsie's, Rippies. Played at Kid Rock's once, and uh, that's just covers because you know you're bringing the money in and people yeah. want to hear you know what they want to hear. They don't really care to hear originals when they're drinking and having a good time. That's <laughs> <laughs> just how it is. But there's like a few places in Nashville that do give you the opportunity to play like your originals like with your band. And yeah. I do appreciate yeah. that. I wish there's more of it, but you know, you can't always get what you want. But I try mm. to take advantage of the times that I can do that. Um, I Man, I, I think that, you know, the original is the guy with the brush in his hand. You know what I mean? Uh, he's the artist, you right. know? He's, maybe he's painting yeah. the same mountain with trees and a little lake out front, you know? <laughs> Just like Bob Ross did, like, 50 years in Syndicate. You know, but but it's not his, you know what I mean? I, right. I, I do see um, I, I do see that, that when you bring up a new song, I mean, there, there is some respects to the artist and the writing, mm -hmm. the writer, and I think that should always remain, you know? But the voice, I... I, I it's like changing the color of paint. I mean, it's still a mountain, you know. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There, and I get both arguments there, and in both ownership, and, and and you know, I understand that, you know. Yeah. And, and it's just, you know, in a perfect world, though, one of the one I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, some of the biggest songs are covers. I will say that you, know, you got to give respect where it's due. But. If if, if right. you were if you were told, hey, you know, this is the uh, chopped, and you had one cover you could play with the other artists, and you get one cover, which cover would you pick? Um, either Greta Van Fleet. Or I'd probably do, I mean, one of my favorites to play nowadays is Something in the Orange by Zach Bryan. That's such a great song. Yeah. Okay. And everybody's starting to know it. And it's it still feels new and people still sing along. So it's kind of cool because it just blew up. Yeah. So that one's fun. 
and, and it was Tennessee whiskey, I think, before that. And then there was a few others that everybody out here was covering. And fast car is a big one now. Oh, the the old song. Yes. Yeah. Now now done by Luke Combs, but Tracy Chapman was Tracy the, Chapman, the original. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. I was a big fan back then. Do you like that song? Were you a fan of yeah, it? Seems so it's sad to me. No, it's so, so no, sad. It is. Like, oh, it's such a story. Wow. It is. You have That's to be in the is. mood for yes. it. Yes. You have mm-hmm. to be in the mood for it. I, like, I agree wow. with that. No, <laughs> you know I don't know. I, I, and and you know I think everybody's like you know some people dress really colorful some and all the time you know they're that's just their style. You know if you were to wear a black shirt they'd be like oh you look like somebody died you know you gotta wear <laughs> yeah. wear more greens and yellows you know yeah. it's like wait what you know no wow mm-hmm. what, I live in Galveston or on the Miami I mean what do I know you know but I I get the contrast I understand the colorful and i understand right. the the sleek you know I, I i i get that and the same thing in some of that music contrast that that comes on with that can be put on to the right cover you know what i mean yeah. i mean i can add my miami to that song watch it go from country to pop you know and <laughs> you know Just or vice versa it. take the pop to the country the tracy chapman that's gone a little country or the yeah. you know where you take a song a new way in a new direction almost entirely you know and it just it's a different song almost you know i mean i get it, it. you know the art with respects to a writer i think is is where i would put it you know yeah. and, and, and to some effect right but what about um, uh, copyrights and things like that with like Disney bringing, what, 75 years or 20 years after the death of the artist? So when would some people mm. outside your estate be able to use your music? So oh, what, you mean like public domain? Yeah. When? What is that? I think 75 I think years. it is 75 because I was looking into it because I... Uh, or 20 years after the death of the artist. Yeah, I think it's... I, I don't know if it has to do with death. I want to say it's release. 75, 75 from release, release, I think. Because I was looking into it because, you know, as a musician, you're, you're terrified of those kind of things. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I mean, but, but I'm playing, you're playing your own version and, and yeah, we want to hear it. Where, you know, it, it's, it's, it seems, but I guess for different purposes, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know all the legalities there, but I'll you go know, with 75. Yeah, I think it's 75. <laughs> I think that's long enough. I think it's right? 75 years or 20 years after the death, which would put, or research it. Yeah, uh, which would put the music that we could, Get in public domain today, what, 1910? No, 1928 or something like that. Just about around there, So we're we're in the era of, if you look to see the lifespan of the artist inside 75 years from today, you would be looking at all the World War II deaths, you know, by concentration camp. Mm -hmm. So on the list, because if you are looking for their death, you have to find out. It shows you when they died, how they died. So when you're tracking the music... Down to the yeah, 75 yeah. years and looking to see where those dates begin and end. It's so weird. It, and, and I'm thinking, do we really need to go this far back? You know, my gosh. You know, and, and I'm looking and Boy, I'm thinking. This is serious, though. There's all, this, all about rules Well, and I mean, when you looked and... at the people who were looking at and they're yeah. 80% past, mm-hmm. you know, and 60% inside the 20 years, you know, and, and that music is mostly... Uh, orchestra or you know they're big groups they're, there's no individual singers you know what right. I mean there's no standalone musicians it's gonna be weird in like you know 75 to 100 years whenever all the music we know is public domain like yeah what's gonna happen then but you're an individual so it, meaning you're not part of this orchestra because if you go back almost all the music was big group big band big this mm-hmm. big exactly. that based so when you're looking at this copyright you know mm-hmm. well is it the lead of the band or is it everyone in the band oh, yeah. you yes. know so yes. you're concerned so you go back another 20 years to public domain just to be safe 
Yeah. Yeah. Strange place, strange things. <laughs> yeah. And and I'll tell you, That's I think to think about. But I what know, we have exact. added is a great chapter for that era. So when mm-hmm. they open our book, they won't have near what I got looking at me. You know, I promise the future is is brighter already because we're building it and we're doing it. You're doing it with the yes. music you're putting into the system right now. Even your covers, even some of those things. But um, we're ready for a great weekend. We're going out to the uh, Wake Surf competition to, uh, tomorrow uh, out at Margaritaville. That's going to be happening That's out there. That's going to be lots of fun. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the uh, I'm going to run through these really quick and we're going to wrap up. Uh, yeah. So the uh, Come and Take It Classic 11th and 12th at Margaritaville. Uh, that is, uh, that's happening. The August 12th. Uh, that same morning at Bushels and Blooms, right next door to Vernon's Country Catfish, is that market, that open farmers market thing. Right. Um, but love it. That's a new thing for me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all those. <laughs> you know, I, I found out who's gonna be there and all the food that they got there and what's mm-hmm. coming up. And that Vernon's Country Catfish is oh, walking. Right dish. there. I, yeah. I, right there. Yeah. Get some fried fish. <laughs> One plus bring that part up. But yeah, I can <laughs> walk next door to go eat and come back. You know, uh, also uh, Casino Royale 825 at Margaritaville. And that's uh, brought to us by Texas Boats and Outdoors. And you can see it at texasboatsandoutdoors.com slash events. For all the boat lovers. Luxury luck. Well, this is a casino night. It's going to mm-hmm. benefit. They're raising money. and uh, But it is, I, the, it's brought up by one of the Houston's best casino groups you know those people bring that come the, out they bring all the tables the and stuff cash. and everybody comes and party <laughs> yeah uh, that's a good way to donate have some fun come yes, on out margaritaville yes, it's classy course, it's done course, it's called yes. uh luxury and luck because it's done really nice people right? are dressing up for it. it looks good uh go check that out tickets are on sale now supporting operation get out Ooh. bringing uh parents and the kids out to play uh get them out and about they bring people it's a non-profit uh uh, good uh, for the kids. The Kimbro Open Mic Music Jam. This might be interesting to you when you come. They're just starting this out over at the table at Maidley. Uh, every Ooh, Sunday, mm-hmm. musicians visit and jam and get to know one another. Wow. And last week, there was Caleb Holscher, uh, Jeff Canada. Uh, the list went on and on. Yeah, there was yeah. the Kimbros. The, uh, there's a lot of local musicians that went out just to hang out. It was the first one, though. I'm just hoping that spirit keeps going. It will. You know what I mean? Because if, if they do what they did the first one, it's like, man, mm-hmm. everybody's going to be going there. It's just a jam. You know? Connor's on good track. Yeah, exactly. They oh, really, yeah. They've made a name for themselves, I think. Uh, right. Coffee and Classics, September 2nd at uh, a Hunger Crush Cafe and a Bar's Auto sponsored event uh, and a Charlie Diggs promoted event. That was that happened uh, last weekend. We went to that the weekend before, and mm-hmm. it was it was. Awesome. It was so cool. It was just ca- it was casual because everybody's it. half awake drinking coffee and there's nothing awesome cars and lift kits and I'm like this is great. And all the guys are like, How's it going? How's it yeah, going? Yeah. You know? And I was like, This is perfect. You know, love this. You know, I come to all these, you know, no pressure, no nothing. Yeah. Everybody's just kind of waking up. So no one's got any teeth in them yet. It's it's it's, it's coffee with a splash of whiskey. Yeah, how you doing? How you doing? You know, you know. Yeah, you know. Nice, you know. Nice. yeah lots of that. Uh um uh, the, the family uh, uh, reunion tour, uh, Wiz Khalifa, Too Ooh. Short, uh, Snoop Dogg. Oh, my god. Cynthia Mitchell Woodlands Pavilion, the reunion tour 2023 is August 19th. August oh, 19th at the Cynthia cow. Mitchell. Uh, three, pa- three Palms Action Sports Park, right? <laughs> now, now, I know this is odd, but they've got, uh, you know, the old Tennessee River Band, right? Mm. Tennessee River Boys. Well, a.k.a. Diamond Rio. Oh, here we go. Here <laughs> we'll we go. at the Three Palms. <laughs> um, and they'll be at that Three Palms uh, Park, uh, and that is happening. Look at your notes. Look at your notes. September 30th. And we can't forget our biz and booze with one property group, our brokerage. Really yes. So... 
Thursday. Every third Thursday of the month, we have a, you could call it a networking event. Margaritaville. As in Margaritaville, there's almost every event is at Margaritaville. But we love it. We're looking forward to that, and we're excited. So 5 to 7. Sam Hunt is at Cynthia Mitchell Woodlands Pavilion August uh, 18th, 7 to 10. Seven to twelve. Uh, <laughs> no, that's Friday. You should check that one. The Central with Mitchell Woodlands Pavilion. Um, and he's got a couple. Brett Young and Lily Rose opening for him. Okay. And I know Sam Hunt's a Grammy Award winner, I believe. Uh, it definitely a show to check out. He's big uh, in Nashville. Yeah, he ain't playing. I mean, that's a show. So uh, catch him. Uh, the Margaritaville Boat Show, and there is also the Quality Home Show same day yes. uh, at Margaritaville again, 26th and 27th. And honestly, Lots they're, going uh, on. they're not all Margaritaville when we do this. There's just a whole <laughs> lot going on at the same time. Hey, place. it's popping. It hey, is. Um, at the I knew when summer. that was being built. That, oh, you know, we all knew it. We all knew it. go crazy. Yeah. And we got that knife show going on November 4th and 5th, and we'll have an yes. opportunity to bring that yes. date and what it is back up again to you. Uh, let's do this. Let's uh, let's. Let's close out with uh, maybe a little something, something. Oh, uh, that yeah. whiskey song. It, whiskey you just, my heart. Boom. I got we'll wrap up. Give us a little sneak peek. Thanks for watching the Texas Ticket. We're going to wrap up with Mr. Nunn. Take us out. <laughs> I guess you saw what I was drinking. And you thought there's a cliche cowboy throwing down lucky number seven. On the rocks But you let me prove you wrong Cause we wound up dancing in the moonlight Drunk under the streetlights Damn you stole the whiskey to my heart Girl I knew from the start Dancing around that bar Hard to believe how you got me Took a shot in the dark You sent me straight to the stars Opened up my arms You unlocked me Oh, 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 girl, you stole the whiskey to my heart. Girl, you stole the whiskey to my heart. Oh. Girl, you stole the whiskey to my heart. Oh. <laughs> Thank you much. Yeah.